the woman at the unemployment office, the guy who's a member of the gang, and the Dark Overlord. All three of them were in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, respectively. They were the nurse, the valet, and, and, the ver- and, yeah, and Ed Rooney. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you see the kid in the restaurant wearing the Empire Strikes Back t-shirt? I did. All right. The Asian chef wearing the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom t-shirt? Very cool. All right. Good, good. All right. You're, you're with most of these then. Yeah. The guitar player, African-American actress. I'm Holly like, Robinson Pete. Yeah. Yeah, she's from uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper and married to Rodney Pete of the yes, USC. Yes, that's okay. You knew that. Yeah. I'm thinking like I was hoping you, you didn't would know that. You did have a crush on her when you were I had a young? huge crush on her, but also she's Rodney Pete, six-round draft pick of my Detroit Lions. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know Rodney Pete. Of course. All right, good. I'm glad you knew that. That makes me happy. She's awesome. That softens the blow a little bit on how much I hate this movie. <laughs> Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, the only thing worse than Howard the Duck is getting into a bad mortgage. Uh, Just hold your thoughts. Hold your thoughts. Hold your thoughts. (laughs) No one wants to make a financial mistake that could impact their lives. You know, like George Lucas spending $40 million on a piling fire of garbage. But that's where Charlie and his team come in and they save you from making a fatal error. (laughs) You're so mad already. (laughs) Charlie and the team are on call 24-7, 365. They are ready to help you either refinance the mortgage that you're in or get into that new mortgage because you're buying a home. The market is still good. The rates are still good, but you have to have the right mortgage team behind you. Fixed, adjustable, 15, 30 year. Charlie and his team are there to support you. Reach out to Sonic Loans. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to have the best experience you have ever had with a mortgage. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. And for a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Max, I'm currently forming a class action lawsuit against you and George Lucas. Damages are in the millions right now. 
And I think that Bolton Legal Group is the place that I need to go to really explain the pain that I've been put through in having to watch this movie. Does Ian like this movie? No. Oh. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I have to find out. Yeah. They are aggressive, efficient. They're there to support your needs outside of class action lawsuits, business law, real estate law, Anything you need, they are the one-stop shop for making sure that you have the right partner in dealing with the legal system and getting what you need from George Lucas and Max or whoever you're going after. Please let Ian and his team know when you reach out to him that Buzz in the Tower sent you. I'd stay away from telling him that you like the movie Howard the Duck. I just think that competence, Start with that. competence is going to come into play at some point. But like I said, there's nobody that you want in your corner more than Ian and Bolton Legal Group. Today's episode, Why Max Loves Howard the Duck. According to the internet, here's a list of the worst films made in the 80s. <laughs> Mac and Me, No Holds Barred, Smokey and the Bandit 3, Supergirl, Dream a Little Dream, Jaws the Revenge, She's Out of Control, The Garbage Pail Kids Movie, Teen Wolf 2, Superman 4, Police Academy 4, 5, and 6, and last but certainly not least, Howard the Duck. Yet despite being one of the worst films ever made, one co-host of Buzz in the Tower prays at the webbed foot altar of this film. Today on Buzz in the Tower, I will attempt to understand why Max loves Howard the Duck. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Duck Overlord, to my Cajun sushi restaurant, Max Sanders. And with that, hello! Oh, Welcome! man, Thunderdome, baby! Welcome to my nightmare. So that list, half of those movies we love. So when I, when I researched- <laughs> How dare you say Police Academy with when malice I, in your voice? When I researched it, and I was like, damn it, I gotta put Dream a Little Dream. I, knew, I, knew, I thought you'd immediately go after me for Dream a Little Dream. I mean, I thought which you- Which you hate. I, you hate that movie. I thought you were gonna attack yourself. No. Yeah. <laughs> Max, welcome to the show. Hi! Big day. Huge day. I had kind of a rough week, so I'm excited by this. Uh, nobody cares about your rough week. I got so hit by let's... a car. What? Yeah. Did you really? I was walking my dogs, and this soccer mom backed up in a minivan and decleated me, and I Jesus. went like spinning. Were the dogs okay? Yeah, they're fine. Why am I just hearing about this right now? I wanted to save it. You, for you're yourself. such a coward. You're, you're you're the biggest coward in the world. You want me to go sympathetic on you? I no, guess. no. I wanted you to react on live TV. So that people can, this is literally how our friendship is. <laughs> Immediate, genuine concern followed up by like anger at you. Yeah, but- I'm okay. Are your dogs okay is what I'm worried yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little okay. bruised. I, ca I called my dad. Of and, course. And like while you were laying on the ground, no, I assume, no, no. before 911? When I got home and we like drafted an email to like admit fault for them and all that good stuff. And he called me like eight times and he goes, I know I'm calling you a bunch, but I'm your dad and I love you. Oh, and I'm like, man. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, Let's do this together. Let's do the pants off. Uh, no, we're not. I'm okay. I'm, <clears> I'm surprised you're not suing the pants off. Of them. Well, nothing's broken. Yet. Yeah. We'll see you after this podcast. What? I want my soul. No. Right. Howard the Duck remains strong in my blood. All right. Hold hold your duck. I'm glad to see you're okay. Yeah. I don't know how you could have got hit by a car. You're covered in tattoos. You're like a literal Christmas tree. Like, how could someone Her, not see Her uh, camera was, wasn't working, I guess, or something. Oh. And you I, know, that's actually funny you bring that up. Yeah. I, I got so used to two vehicles ago. Right. Not the camera, but the beeping. Yep. And the beeping stopped yep. and didn't work. And yeah. I literally almost slammed into a wall once because I'm so used to hearing that. Dee, 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 yeah, dee. yeah. It hurt. It was yeah. like being punched in the face by God. Or by a five foot one guy in the back of a pizza parlor that at two o'clock in the morning. It did happen to me. It's the greatest story ever. Do we still have the video of that? If, there, if, there, if there's a God, if, uh, if Dustin, Dustin, if you're listening, get that to the show, please. <laughs> that should be a TikTok video <laughs> since the last 26 that you've posted have gotten a cumulative hundred views. They're, I'm doing the same stuff I was. You got to re do some research, do some research on the algorithm. I'm Jesus. scared. I'm, I'm scared. Are you wake? I haven't, I haven't said a word to you. I purposely like just stayed away from it thinking I bet he's sitting there wondering when's, when's Mo going to fire me from yep. the show. 
No, we got a contract. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. It does. No, you don't remember? But right before you got hit by the car, you signed off on a lot of stuff. I'll have to remind you later. It's okay. That's cool. Max, if you're not already following us on Instagram yeah. or TikTok or any of our social media but platforms. But here's the thing. I put one of the TikTok videos that didn't do well on Instagram and it blew up. Right. The Sergeant Callahan I one. Need Police you, Academy. I need you to just do a little research. Just put some time into the podcast. I tried yours and that I know, one I know, went off uh, a wet yes, part. I know. All of mine are terrible. <laughs> that was a good one too. I thought it was a great one. Yeah, it was The Shining with the door knocking. Yeah. So. yeah. It was good. I'm going to do a few more of those. Please do. Yeah. So I, as I was saying until you rudely interrupted me, if you're not following us on social media, at Buzz in the Tower, our website, buzzinthetower.com, where you can purchase officially licensed merch. Really comfy stuff, too. Great stuff. You it's do weird research finest, about, yeah. Finest <laughs> threads from the Middle East. I don't even know. You really cared. I do care. Yeah. I care about very few things. That's yeah. one of them. It is weird. A nice bed, care. a nice TV, a good mutton lettuce tomato sandwich. What's like, your thread count? Oh, at least 2 million. Oh, that's <laughs> is really? That, is that fake? I don't even know. Yeah, it's like 6,000. That's it's what like I meant. 6,000. You would know. Yeah, I have nice sheets. Well, your dad probably I've, bought them for you for your birthday. Mom, I have Ugg sheets. <laughs> of course you have Ugg sheets. They're nice. Max, we're losing listeners by the second. <laughs> no, we're not. So anyways, if, follow us on social media. If you are listening to the podcast, whatever your preferred podcast player is, there is a button. That button will say subscribe, follow, like, and you can also leave a star rating on some of them and you can leave a review. Do all of those. We used to get a lot of reviews and Max cared about the podcast, but we haven't recently. Are you going to be picking up your game anytime soon? Because I am actively looking for a replacement. Are you? I'm, I'm a, I watched Howard the Duck three times in the last seven days. If that's not commitment to this damn podcast, you I don't know what it is. You make fun of me for watching Beverly Hills Cop like five times. No, You're like, I, I make fun of you when you are watching it five times because you have to retain it. I watched it three times trying to find a reason to like it, like desperately, <laughs> and I couldn't find... That's not true. I don't, I don't want to jump too far ahead. For those of you that are new to the show, this is pretty much how they all start off. <laughs> it doesn't matter what topic it is. There are two things that get mentioned on almost every show. Anger and hate. How? Yes, that's, those are more feelings. <laughs> Feelings and things, but yes, how Max is indifferent to the Goonies and how I hate Howard the Duck yes. and he loves it. So last week we had an episode dedicated to Max trying to understand why I love the Goonies. Amazing. You did a great job and, and overall great feedback. A lot of people were writing in on Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. And they're like, you know, I haven't always loved the Goonies, but I like the way that Mo explained it. I like how you guys went through it or the Goonie diehards who are like, yeah, this makes total sense to me. What I tried to do last week is really get off my high horse and ask myself, is this movie as great as I think it is? And be a little objective. I think I did a decent job of at least conceding that it's not stand by me, right? Like I, I recognize- it's not? Yes, it's not. <laughs> I'm sweating. It's hot in here, by the way. It's always hot. In it's here. really hot in here today. It's Howard hot. Oh, where was I at? Oh, anyway. So today is your chance, right? Today yep. is your chance for me to lightly interrogate you. And what I hope you're able to do is going to be like Will Ferrell in that funnier dive. I'm going to make I'm going to make a promise to you. I will not abuse you as long as you try to be reasonable. Like your reason for liking Howard the Duck can't be I like purple. I'm a floating cloud or whatever weird crap you're going to pull out of your butt to be like, I like marshmallows. Like I need you to be a human being. And do you not like purple or marshmallows? I need Have you I, had I, a purple I don't, marshmallow? I don't like Delicious. marshmallows actually. What? I hate marshmallows. Microwave them for 30 seconds and they blow up. Yeah, every one in the world knows that. Yeah. I, I know, but that makes them delicious. No, it doesn't. I need focus. Can s'mores? you focus? Can you focus? I don't like s'mores. Focus. What the hell's wrong with oh, you? It's true. I am weird. Max, I just need you to promise me that you'll try to take this serious. I need to understand why you love this movie. Well, Howard the Duck is the s'mores of America. No, it's not <laughs> at all. I don't know 
what the best way. Oh, dear Lord. How could I forget? Patreon.com yep. slash Buzz in the Tower. We've got questions from our patrons. I had to filter some of them because they were aggressively mean towards you. <laughs> Not just from Paul Kavanaugh, but there were a lot. I don't mind like, when people attack me, man. Well, it, I don't know that the, the content would have been kid-friendly for this kid-friendly show. How many kids are watching our podcast? Well, I don't know who's watching it, yeah. but there may be some kids listening to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Max, let's talk about this pile of... <laughs> Pile of awesomeness. All right, let me start with this. For those of you who have never seen Howard the Duck, I don't recommend that you go see Howard the Duck. Uh, this episode will what? do a good enough job explaining what's going on. 1986, Howard the Duck, directed by Willard Hoyk. <laughs> His last movie he directed. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Leah Thompson, Jeffrey Jones, and Tim Robbins. Yep. And a, and a duck. Yeah, loaded cast. Yeah, executive produced by George Lucas. Yep. That's about where I stop. Uh, a sarcastic humanoid duck is pulled from his home world to Earth, where he must stop an alien invasion with the help of a nerdy scientist and a struggling female rock singer. Yep. Simple enough story. I mean, it's pretty complicated. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this movie. There, again, people don't know you and I did a full episode on Howard the Duck and it was the worst experience of my life. You were so mad. I was I, 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 more so than normal. I'm always a little bit angry. Yeah, you were very crotchety. You were like, I don't accept any of this. I, I think halfway through you just stopped. You're like, I can't do this. Before we talk, before I ask questions, I have a lot of questions lined up for you. Before I ask those questions, do we want to talk about facts about this movie? I know that's something you enjoy doing. Uh, I'd love to hear what you, I have a lot of cool stuff yeah. about this movie. Well, the mic Cool stuff about this horrible movie, but the stuff is kind of cool. The mic drop coolest thing is this is the first marvel movie it is ever ever they had all that they had the hulk they had all Iron that Man, content and Captain this america is the first yep marvel movie ever isn't that insane it holds a 14 percent rating <laughs> on rotten tomatoes it does <laughs> continue i'm sorry uh i mean it cost 37 million dollars yep <laughs> pretty much what would it make max the same as batman uh it made 16.295 million dollars not great um when they were auditioning people for this movie they eventually got this guy zion am i saying his last name right he's the voice of howard the duck yeah yeah. classically trained broadway actor right do you you know who they had before i'm I'm getting to that okay just relax just relax okay i just want to on this one thing i just want to tell you this he was asked um if he had considered auditioning for this film And he was like, I don't know, this doesn't sound like that big of a deal to me. And I'm bringing this story up first because in the circles of Hollywood, this was a huge deal. This was Lucas coming off of Star Wars. Yeah. Well, they needed a movie for their summer of 86. And they were like, you have a year. The buzz around this was enormous. Well, and George Lucas was like, I got it. It has a kind of a Ghostbusters feel to it where they're like, we need this for this slot. You have a year. Make something magical. George Lucas wanted this movie to be made before Star Wars. So he actually, right after American Graffiti, this is what he wanted to do. He originally wanted to do it as an animated film, but he ended up going with whatever this is. Animatronic ducks. (sighs) Cost $2 million and it lit on fire a few times. So, Max, there were a few people that auditioned for the voice of Howard the Duck. Uh, Heavy hitters. Yeah. um, John Cusack. Yep. uh, Martin Short. Martin Short. And someone got the job. And was there for a week. Before Zion. And that was Robin Williams. Yes, it was. I have a question for you later. Just remind me. And it was also a Patreon question. And it's what would this movie have changed in your mind and how would it have changed if Robin Williams had stayed with it? Robin Williams bailed from this because the way in which the animatronic duck was set up, like when he did Aladdin, when he was the genie, he could go in there and riff. Yeah. And they would adjust the cartoon work to what he was doing. He can't do that with Howard. On this, it's like they were recording the lip movement of the duck with the actual puppeteer. Yep. 
and then coming back and he lasted a week and a half and was like, I'm done. Yep. Smartest decision he ever made in his entire life. Ron Williams made some stinkers, man. I will also tell you that what I find amazing about this is one of George Lucas's good friends, John Landis, is who he wanted to originally direct this film. Could be fun. Who in the middle of a murder trial was unwilling to direct this film. Well, his reason- his career was going down the tube and, and like Lucas wanted him and he's like, ah, I'm good. I'm going to pass. 86 was three amigos, man. It doesn't matter. What Max, do you Max, he like? couldn't, he couldn't get what he was getting before. And he was in the middle of a murder trial and he bailed. And do you know why he said he bailed? Because of the car, the police chasing. Yeah, he said it was too much like the blues brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Little did he know that it was nothing like the blues. Brothers. It's similar. Jesus Christ. So Lucas was positive that he had a mega franchise on his hands, so much so that he had this thing set up and had the rights built in for th- for two more movies after this. Zion, this guy, uh, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but the, I think Zion Williams is like, the voice. The voice actor had like royalties set up on his voice for like yeah. future ads and commercials. He was going to be the voice of AT and T. None of that happened. No, none of it. it I'm sorry. Is there a tone to my facts that I'm bringing up? Yeah, I apologize. Roger Ebert eviscerated this movie. <laughs> It's the worst ever at the Hollywood premiere of this movie. Right. It was meant to be this like big celebratory evening. They had like all this kind of like um, like ducks. They actually had ducks at the premiere of this. And when they got there, they were like, oh, no, I don't think this is going to work. They they like watched the people in the theater and they were like, we got a real problem on our hands. <laughs> all the jokes were flat. Nobody was laughing like it was immediately known to them. It did so poorly domestically that when they went overseas, they changed the name of the movie. From Howard the Duck to Howard, a new breed of hero, <laughs> showed nothing of the duck yeah. just because they were worried that people would like not want to go see it. Yeah, I mean, people lost the, the the people at Universal lost their job. Yeah, I guess I guess two of the producers when they saw a screen test, they got in a fist fight. Got in a fist fight over whose fault it was and to green light it. It's, it's Frank Price who greenlit Ghostbusters. Remember yeah. back in the day? Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. I know, buddy. Trust me. But I mean, like they had some serious, like William Huck. Hui, hui, how do you say it? I don't know. Yeah. He also wrote American Graffiti and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Like, they had some talent behind this movie. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you want me to explain why I love this movie? Or? No, we're not there yet. We got okay. more. I got a whole bunch more facts about this movie. Do you know what the tagline was? No. <laughs> you will believe that a duck can talk. <laughs> Superman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that's really, really good. Oh, that's really, really good. So, right. the <laughs> Howard the Duck on set was played by two uh, dwarf actors, Ed Gale and Jordan yeah, there was eight in total, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you sure about that? I'm sure some of them quit. Okay, because yeah. those are the two primary. Yeah, those are the two main ones. I so agree. Leah Thompson demanded that Prentice not be in that one scene when they're in the bed because at the time he was only 12 years old, oh which God. I kind of thought was cool, yeah. right? Which we'll talk. <laughs> Coolest 12-year-old we'll, moment we'll ever. We'll talk in depth about the romantic tension between an animatronic duck and Leah Thompson. Don't worry. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that. You feel it. Unbelievable. So Mel Brooks, after watching this movie, said... If, if you can do Howard the Duck, you can do my movie. So remember in uh, Spaceballs, dink, yeah. dink, 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 dink. So he went after Ed Gale to be in Spaceballs just because he was in Howard the Duck. And he was blown away by the fact that he could do that. Yeah, there you go. Such a hot garbage movie. Uh, what else do I have? This, I think, is great. Lucas is going through a divorce. Okay. Yep. So between his divorce, the Skywalker Ranch, Skywalker Ranch and the tanking of this movie, this is the one argument you could make for Howard the Duck. One of the Marvel things. If Howard, no, this is even a bigger deal to me than, than that. The one argument you can make for Howard the Duck yeah, is, you could, is you could say that if it wasn't for Howard the Duck, we wouldn't have Pixar. Correct. Because that branch from his team, he sold it off. Lucas Animation. Yep. Yeah. And that became Pixar. Yeah. He sold to Steve Jobs for $10, $10 million. million. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so a lot of good things happen from this. I think a lot is a really strong term, but we'll, we'll say some good things happen from this. So Ed Gale, who I told you played in the dink, dink, da, 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 dink, dink, dink. Yeah. Do you know how, who else he was? No. This this is also incredible to me. I'll give you. Oh, I can't even give you a clue. You'll immediately know what it is. Station. I don't know. I don't. Bill know. and Ted's excellent bogus oh, journey. Okay. Oh god, excellent got bogus journey. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, the two little scientists. Yeah, he was one of them. That's awesome. All right, but so, also, I mean, so the guy who created the Dark Overlord, uh, Phil Tippett, he eventually made the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Correct. So you have to think. No, you don't. That's that a stretch. Don't he, tell me the Dark Overlord you, led to Jurassic you Park. You cannot tell me he didn't learn something from this movie. He learned never to work with George Lucas again. He went to Spielberg and uh, did Jurassic Park. Spielberg and Lucas work together all the time. They're like no, buddies. I don't know. Maybe. They, they have similar hair. And maybe they're buddies like you and I are buddies. You yeah. know, like special friend. I bet they, they ride their talking horses together. Probably. Yeah. Tim Rose was the puppeteer who did Howard the Duck, but he also was the puppeteer that did Admiral Akbar. He also did the treasure. He did the treasure from the Dark Crystal. So oh, that's I thought cool. that was kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, Tori Amos auditioned for the part of Beverly Switzer, who, who was the lead singer of the Cherry Bombs. Yeah. Who, uh, your favorite band, Max. Phoebe Cates auditioned too, Great. and Sarah Jessica Parker. Absolutely. So as far as facts are concerned, Max, I think that covers pretty much everything. You know, it's uh, Leah Thompson. I didn't realize that. For those that don't know, Leah Thompson is, is the 80s. She's probably one of the best actresses of the 80s. Yes. She also married Howard Deutsch, which is awesome to me. It's pretty cool. And she is big into directing. I guess she's actually pretty acclaimed. She's done of quite Seriously? a bit of work. And when Howard the Duck started trending mm. because of the current Marvel universe and the couple teaser frames that they put out there where now Seth Green is doing the voice of Howard the Duck. I think there's been in both Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, movies. he's he's in the collector's like collection edition. And he's in another one too where he's up at the bar. Yeah. So both of those voiced by Seth Green. So Howard the Duck started trending. This is also right around, I think, the 35th anniversary of Howard the Duck. And she had put something on Twitter about, I can't believe that it's trending. And it's getting, it's one of those movies that now is getting like a little bit of love because people are idiots and they weren't there to suffer through the original portion of it. But she was pushing, she either posted or is pushing to direct the Howard the Duck film. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. And she, I think she posts like, how cool it'd be if I directed the Howard the Duck like reboot. I would love it. So, I mean, if you look at Howard the Duck and who he's most similar to in Marvel, Deadpool pretty much has a like. Oh, raccoon. No, Rocky. Either one. Just the fast talking kind of thing. Deadpool, Rocket, by the way. Rocket, sorry, yeah. not Rocky. Um, hey, yo. <laughs> I, you know, I, uh, I'm a raccoon. Um, no, I mean, I disagree. I think Deadpool is really unique and on his own. Uh, where, the smarminess, the like back talk, but, but and Deadpool's like, not De- really a hero. Deadpool's signature, in my mind, is like the breaking of the fourth wall. Like that's his signature thing, right? Like he. Yeah, but I think they have a. What are we debating? I don't even care. Those are connect. both. They're both better than Howard the Duck. I'm going to make my case for why this is the worst movie ever, and then I'm going to try to shut up and just ask you questions. Okay. There's a there's a host of reasons why I think this is the worst movie that's ever been made. Why do I have to listen to this? Well, because I think you'll be able to directly address a handful of these things, yeah. but. One of the reasons right at the top is that the movie doesn't know what it's supposed to be. So the original comic book and cartoon Howard the Duck, to your point about Deadpool, real like harsh anti-hero. Yeah, there's like cannibalistic gingerbread yeah, man, vampire some wild cows. stuff. So I think the first thing is they softened it because they were trying to make a movie that was palatable to young children. That hot tub scene, I don't know. That's the whole problem. <laughs> so you're leading right into the one of the biggest issues that the movie has is you don't know who this movie's for. You go back and forth between thinking, is this for a 10-year-old or a 20-year-old? Like, it's it's not clear. The acting in it is horrific up and down. And these are good. Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson. Filthy's Je- good. Jones, they're great act. They are horrible in this movie. And they all admitted that a large part of the difficulty they had goes to my third issue, which is the puppeteering and animatronics was done wrong. And it was 
there wasn't enough time in pre-production. This is your Ghostbusters point. They rushed the movie and there wasn't enough time in pre-production to really allow them to engage these characters. You look today, even with Thanos, all these characters that are green screened, they have really good ways to engage the actors so that they're trying to you know work with them and do things in a way that makes it look like they're not just staring off into the distance. The comedic timing, this movie heavily relied on comedic timing and they were trying to develop that with a non-comedian talking inside of the robot. It was the guy who puppeted uh, Amaral Atbar. It mm. was the puppeteer who was reading all the lines. It wasn't even an actor. So I think that that killed a lot of that. And then I think above and beyond all of those, the story was just really derivative. I mean, like, you know exactly what Derivative? Yeah. Did you see it coming that Everything. Jenning was going to turn Every into the Dark single, Overlord? Yes. Yeah. No 100%. way. You're picking out one part of it. Fish out of water space, story. Space rabies and like... It, Max, the forced relationship between him and Leah Thompson where... With, they got in, chemistry, man. With, Max, no one has that kind of chemistry. Within an hour... In fact, one of the most redeeming parts of this entire movie is when... Leah Thompson says like, don't hurt Howard or something like that. And, and I don't even remember how she phrased it. And the dark overlords like, you barely know him. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a tip of the hat to how absurd their relationship is where she's like in love with him. You ever seen speed? That only took a place over three hours. Yeah, that's, that's Oh, oh, totally stumbling. That relationship was mm. not nearly as intense as the relationship between Howard and, and, uh, the lead singer of the jury. Hey, he defended her. And like, he, she's from, he's from out of space. If someone, if that's the other thing too, everybody seems really okay with this. This is not existing in a multiverse where people are used to seeing this. He is the first visitor and he's just like casually walking around. If like a female fine. otter alien came from outer space. A female otter? Yeah, I'm just going to name it a random animal. No, otter's good. This will go to one of our Patreon questions I regarding fall in animals. love with it. Yeah, I you could know? fall in love with an otter. That's a drop. Let me, let me hear that again. Say the whole sentence. I could fall in love with an otter. Yeah, I don't know. It's an alien. It's got human capabilities. All right, Max. Um, you watch the boys. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Max. Here's my last thing that I did. Remember when we were talking about the Goonies and I mentioned that one of the things that's a little ridiculous to me about the Goonies is that every single line of dialogue that Chunk has is like, uh, there, there's like a food joke, right? Like there can't be a serious moment. It's gotta be like, you know, Chunk at the end, he's there and he's like, oh, I need a candy bar. Like it's all Domino's like pizza. Max, I knew that there were a lot of duck puns in this movie. It's fantastic. But I thought to myself, let's count how many duck puns they are <laughs> and let's see the timing mechanism of them. I just want to show you my computer real quick and then I'm going to turn it back around. That is a breakdown of every duck pawn in the entire movie by time signature that okay, I have on my yeah. screen. Would you want to guess? I don't even want you to guess. I don't even want you to guess how many there are. The movie itself is two hours long. Hour 51. Hour 51. To avoid having someone call the show, call the show because we're on, on air. To avoid someone emailing me and saying, no, 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 it's this number, it's that number. I want to qualify this. I didn't count duck jokes that were direct jokes and not meant to be like punny, if you will. Okay. Right. So if someone went up to Howard the duck and they were like, you're a duck, that's not a duck pun. Okay. A duck pun is meant to be like a tip of the hat. Yeah. Something about eggs, breeders. Of yeah, the yeah. You got it. Ducking Dales. Can, can, can I run through just a few? Yeah. First of all, I'll give you the total number in this two hour movie. There's 70 duck puns in this movie. Oh my God. 70 max. Yeah. How many in the first like 70. two minutes? Just listen to me. Yeah. Just listen. Ducking down. How many minutes? How many minutes are in the movie, Max? Uh, 120. 110, 111. There is at on. Uh, and by the way, some of these are condensed, like three or four in like less than a minute. On average, there is a duck pun every other minute in this movie. Does that not bring you joy? <laughs> no, it's absurd. It's why this is such a bad movie. So we start off with the, his apartment. 
where you see a movie. Splash um, dance. No, before any of those, you're missing My Little Chickadee. And in that movie, the actresses are Maine Nest and W.C. Fowles. Yeah. <laughs> Fowles yeah. Nest. Okay. Then Mr. Bill pressed against mine, flying home soon postcard that he gets from Michelle, but his wait, girlfriend. Is he cheating on his girlfriend? Who knows? Okay. Who somebody, knows? You saw the movie three times. Don't know. Another girl called. I, didn't want, I don't want to know. Okay. I don't want to know. Uh, Breeders of the Lost Stork. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. There's beer, which is normal, but in the fridge, there's also a plate of little frogs because he's a duck. So yeah. why wouldn't you have a plate of little frogs? Rolling egg instead of rolling stone. Yes. Play <laughs> duck magazine. His voicemail. I miss running my fingers through your feathers. That's not a pun. <laughs> it's absolutely a pun. It's a hundred percent a pun. That's the hair to them. Splash dance. What a feeling. Yeah. Uh, not playboy, but play duck. Yep. And then did you read what it said underneath it? It says beaks. <laughs> and then it says the chicks of Lake Superior. <laughs> I actually thought was really yeah, funny. Yeah, good. I thought that was, I, some of these puns are funny. Yeah. Um, his, his business cars and all. Yeah. The duck, the full frontal duck breasts. I'll just come out right now and admit when I was a kid and we rented this movie, we paused it because <laughs> we couldn't believe. I think that's actually the first breast that I, the first full frontal nudity I ever saw was our, in this movie. Our friend Darren uh, said this was the first one for him too. <laughs> It's a coming of age thing, man. When they're, I mean, I'm skip, I'm going to skip some, uh, when he's being sucked out on his chair and thrown into space, there's like a couple clubs called like club mallard. Yep. There's signs that say going South. Then the planet itself is shaped like an egg. That to me is like so outrageous and lazy, like this molding and melting of these two separate universe. First of all, an egg shaped planet wouldn't be able to rotate. I mean, I'm, I know I'm being like picky oh here. God, all right, fine, yeah. fine, fine. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Uh, I've got about 60 more of these, so I'll just pass. But just so you know, there's a lot. There's there's quite a few. I do think it's funny that he wears an Ohio State sweatshirt. That yeah, I was going to say, is that a benefit for you? The woman at the unemployment office, the guy who's a member of the gang, yeah, he's and the, the dark and the dark overlord, all three of them were in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, respectively. They were the nurse, the valet, and, and, the and, yeah, and Ed Rooney. Yeah. Um, the valet is my friend's uncle. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. We should get him on the show. Yeah, I'll ask. You should for sure. Yeah. Uh, did you see the kid in the restaurant wearing the Empire Strikes Back t-shirt? I did. All right. Um, the Asian chef wearing the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom t-shirt? Very cool. All right. Good, good. All right. You're, you're with most of these then. Yeah. Uh, the guitar player. This is all I got and I'm shutting up. And there's no way you would have known this, but this blew my mind. The guitar player, African-American actress. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Yeah. Yeah, she's from uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper and married to Rodney Pete of the yes, USC. Yes, that's okay. You knew that. Yeah. I'm thinking like I was hoping you, you didn't know that. You didn't have a crush on her when you were I had a huge crush on her, but also she's Rodney Pete, six-round draft pick of my Detroit Lions. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I know Rodney Pete. Of course. All right, good. I'm glad you knew that. That makes me happy. She's awesome. That softens the blow a little bit on how much I hate this movie. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to go to questions. Before I do this, do you want to make your statement at the end during the middle how do you want to do this i i took up the first big chunk of the show i want you now to feel comfortable because i'm just going to start peppering you with questions from either myself or patreon same rules as last week yeah. if i give you a question that sickens you to your stomach you can toss it out the window so you get to do that one time though yeah i'll start then with why i love this movie you sure yeah you want to have like a, well, i'll give you this and you can also have a closing statement too yeah so you have this very black and white Win and lose. It's your football coach. Good movies, bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of put them in. No, seriously. Yeah. There's wins and losses, right? Yeah. This movie is a big loss. Okay, fine. You know, I mean, I'll chalk it up as that. If you want to go black and white, I live in gray. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know my background, I watch more TV and movies than anybody on the history. It's incredible. Of it's incredible. Yeah. I listen to them while I'm doing my chores. Yeah. I get home at like two or three in the morning because I'm a bartender and I'm up till five or six and 
No one, nothing, there's nothing else to do but watch programming. So I've seen everything. I've seen every CSI. I've seen every TV show, every bad movie. And I know when there's a stereotypical, like, genius main character or where the B and C plots are obvious and the dialogue is just an Aaron Sorkin movie, I've seen everything. So I get bored very easily. So someone has to try to make fresh takes. So whenever someone gives that effort to make something wacky, make something weird, to combine types of movies that don't usually like coexist together, like you were saying, it's for a 10-year-old and a 20-year-old. You know what? Hats off to respecting someone who's trying to make art that is something different. Because you look at movies like Ghostbusters, Men, Swiss Army Man, Mandy, Requiem for a Dream, Blue Velvet, Being John Malkovich, The Lobster, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Schenectady, New York, Sorry to Bother You, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Rubber, which is about a killer tire wheel. Like any one of those movies, they try something out of the box, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I respect something that jars me like, this is different and weird. I can't even compare it. What's the next closest movie to this movie? Let me let me say something briefly before I answer that question. Argument mode. Blech. I think you're conflating outside of the box with laziness and horrific mistakes. I don't think that there's anything original or out of the box or wacky. For instance, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a incredibly well put together, out of the box, never seen before concept that was expensive and big and sprawling and audacious. This That's not what this movie is. This movie was cheap, lazy, and stupid. Can't you just enjoy that, though? <laughs> yeah, but I can enjoy cheap, lazy, and stupid if you can concede that part of and why- cheap, what the hell, is $38 million. Yeah, but what they look what they spent it on. I think the, it's funny, the graphics- The Dark Overlord stuff's kind of cool, man. I, but it was lazy. He was kicking the money- to his group of people who are using effects. The part of the reason why Star Wars was so incredible is because they were breaking new ground and doing things that hadn't been done before. This was just a rehash of that. You've seen a duck before that's doing kung fu and yeah, backflips and all? I have. You have? I have. In 86? I had really, really bad food poisoning once. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of things. I mean, even like the Cajun sushi restaurant. Like, what the hell is that? that for no reason. I don't, that's not lazy. They made that place like uniquely weird for no reason, right? But, okay, there might be elements of that throughout the movie, Max, but what you're the point that you're making is I think the reason I think what you're mistaking as being bold is just you watch things that are everything you watch has a degree of it's put together pretty good so that when you see something that's hot garbage, you're like, my God, Well, you say lazy. I mean, the flight car chasing, I've not, I haven't seen anything like that since or like before that. And that's cool. I've seen a low flying like plane that's actually cha- out outrunning cars i like, mean police academy for the balloon the hot air balloon chase i've never seen anything like that before either and it was awesome <laughs> jesus christ you love police academy for all right move on move on to your speech this is why I, you so just so everybody knows max told me he's like i don't want to just talk the whole time that's not my thing so i need you to challenge me and yeah. and ping back and forth and i don't want to because i'm going to deconstruct all this hot garbage you're serving up right now but continue I mean, the job he gets at the hot tub fever place is really weird. The fully created duck world, the ultralight plane, the Quicksilver MX, and the low altitude car chase. The Cajun sushi place, the melting horror of like the Dark Overlord stuff. When he kind of has the Dark Overlord. When he has the stuff coming out of his mouth and like the spine starting to come out of his back, it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. And like there's multiple 80s glam rock shows too in this movie. In the, Cleveland. Yeah. At the end. I mean, so I don't need a win or a coherent movie. I just applaud the stones it took to say, Howard George Lucas had all the credibility in the world and said, I wanted to do this. But Max, the thing that blows my mind about you liking this movie is that it feels to me like when I when my kids go to see fireworks. I hate fireworks. Yeah. You probably have some weird story behind that. When my kids no. go to see fireworks, they love them. My oldest is 10. So it's not like from her recent memory, she probably doesn't remember going to see him when she was three or four. So let's say she's got like four years of seeing a good fireworks show once a year. 
It's not like she has this long spectrum in which to compare them to. So if the fireworks are bad, good, or indifferent, they're still awesome to her because they're fireworks. To your point, you you consume so much media. How can you watch this and objectively say it's good? I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying I enjoy it. There's a difference. Uh, I enjoy that it's so off kilter and strange. It's like, you ever watch that show, uh, Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job? Yes. It's very uncomfortable and it's very weird. And a lot of the times it doesn't work. Put together better. No, it's not. It's put to, all right. Are we ready to get to questions? Fine. I can't listen to your garbage anymore. Go. I'm going to start with one of mine. What's wrong with you? No. So I want to qualify something before I ask this question because it's an important aspect of why I don't like this movie. I admit there are worse movies that were made in the 80s, but I want to create a distinction between what I would consider popular movies and B movies, C movies, D movies. Okay. Yes, there absolutely were a couple horror films that were made that were like hotter garbage than this. But putting Howard the Duck in the category of large budget, real actors, real writers, real producers, keeping it just in that category. Give me five movies that are worse than that movie. Johnny Dangerously. Not true, but go Terrible ahead. Terrible movie. That's one, which I'm not conceding to. Um, Again, keep it in this category of real actors, real directors, real movie, not some B crap movie. So real actors, real directors. I would go Raw Deal is bad. <laughs> I don't like Raw Deal. Not even close. Sorry, fine. Continue. Terms of endearment. Oh, come on. How could you pick a Schwarzenegger movie and put that in the list? (laughs) Terms of endearment. There is no movie that Schwarzenegger's ever made that is not better than Howard the Duck. Witches of Eastwick. You're nuts. That movie's really well. Cher, Michelle Pfeiffer, Susan Sarandon. You're just listing names. And Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I just want you to take a deep breath and tell me that that movie again is worse than Howard the Duck. That is worse than Howard the Duck. All right, forget it. What What do you have? Three now? Pick two more garbage answers. Uh, let's go <laughs> Caddyshack 2. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I, I like Caddyshack 2 more, but you could have the argument. Yeah. And uh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> God. Suck it. It's really bad. <laughs> Hard the Duck is worse, but it's really bad. All right, fine. I want to go, I'm going to jump back and forth between this and Patreon. Let me go to our Patreon real quick. Okay. Tony Huddleston, what is your favorite scene in this cinematic masterpiece? <laughs> I think it's the Roma's Cajun sushi scene because there's so much going on. There's a lot going on. Jenning is morphing into the dark overlord and having a conversation with them. Their waitress. That actually might be my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah. So the waitress, by the way, wait, do we favorite quote later or no? Uh, I don't have that, but you can certainly do favorite quote. Okay. The waitress for no reason drops like a Confucius say like bomb. She goes, you know, hostility is like a psychic boomerang. That is actually something I would use in my oh, life. Deep thoughts. But I mean, like on. they're seasoning Howard alive and he has to save him. And like they're using telekinetics and pyrokinesis and stuff like that. It's wild. And uh, he get, he gets a food. He gets food where uh, he gets served eggs and like loses his mind. Right. Really that, that's on my list of uh, <laughs> duck, duck puns. puns. Yeah. 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 All right. This question goes back to me. What would you change about this movie to make it nothing? Better? That's a lie. If I walk out of here right now, if you say that, <laughs> I, I, that's an absolute lie. Uh, let, let me let me let me add to that. If you if you could make ten million dollars, yep, by getting me to like this movie, what changes would you make to this movie? Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson is in it. Elizabeth Shue. Making out with Elizabeth Shue. God bless it. <laughs> Five stars. It's <laughs> fair. That's a movie I'd pay to see. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, 30 minutes longer and some, making you. 30 minutes longer? That's what you said. Oh, no. That's what, that was in my head. <laughs> 30 minutes longer. 
With what? Make it a three-hour at what did you? What did you think was missing that 30 more minutes was needed? I'd like to see like 15 minutes of him hanging out in the duck world a little bit longer. Which is like the one part that Lucas didn't even want to do. Oh. I mean, he put it in there. Max, think. Use your brain. What would you legitimately <laughs> add to this movie to make it better? More fight scenes. Like more Howard kicking butt like Yoda. You know what I mean? Like him him taking like the bar apart. Like I feel like the reason that you- style. I feel like the, listening to you answer these questions, I feel like the reason you like this movie is because this movie was geared towards a 10-year-old and you're a 10-year-old. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so just to be clear, add 30 minutes and fight scenes. Yeah. And that solves, that solves Howard the Duck. Or maybe- You uh, can't give me anything deeper than that. Little Philzy backstory. You know what I mean? Like, what's his deal as a scientist? And what a disappointment Tim Robbins was in this movie. He was great. He was funny. Do you have special powers, Howard? <laughs> Can you read my mind? Yeah. God. <laughs> the fact that I even quote this movie makes me sick. <laughs> All right, let's move back to our Patreon. Uh, Paul Cavanaugh wants to know, do you have a fetish for animals? Now, interestingly enough, this is before you told me that you could find yourself attracted to a otter. This also takes into account that you have, do you have a fetish for small women who walk big dogs? I mean, that, yeah, I do. Yeah. What's so that? do you have an animal fetish? So not... <laughs> if the answer is not no, and that's a problem. So I read these books. So you started with so. I'm sorry. Oh, I need a minute. I just love your first answer is not no. Oh, good job, Paul Cavanaugh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you ever read these books, uh, the Brian Jockowitz novels, Redwall, when no. you were a kid? No, I did not. So it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, but with animals. Sure. So it's like the evil guys are like rats and foxes and weasels and the like heroes are badgers and rabbits and stuff like that. So it humanizes them. So I see animals in a human way, not a sexualized way, but I see them as human. Right. So that leads to my, I'm going to skip over this. It's making human. me sick. This leads to my next question. How do you reconcile the romantic tension between Leah Thompson and Howard the Duck? Because it's weird, man. Who cares? No, no, no. I want you to answer how you reconcile it. How do you reconcile these moments where there's clear mutual tension between the two of them? They're having fun with the movie. Like, it's a movie. Nothing. No, no, no. I'm, Max, you're missing. I'm talking the characters. What I'm do you not mean talking, reconcile? Reconcile meaning like, how do you how do you accept that Leah Thompson obviously is romantically attracted to Howard the Duck? How do you reconcile that Tyrannosaurus Rex are eating people in Jurassic Park? Because that actually is in line with what a T-Rex would do. There's a million movies that are just make no sense whatsoever. Right. Um, give me another example. The T-Rex is a really good example. Give me an example of something that's taken place in a movie. Where I or you could not conceptually wrap our head around the decision that was made by a character. That in Swiss Army Man, Daniel Radcliffe's I've never seen Swiss Army Man. Give me another one. Okay. Wait, reckon, I'm still confused by what you mean by reconcile. So when you write a movie or yeah. when you make a movie, part of what you have to do in that movie is you have to have the characters act in a way that people can reconcile. So if every character in no, a movie- No, you don't. You certainly do. You can reconcile it by saying they're evil. You can reconcile it by saying they're giving, they're loving, they're protective. They've had their heart broken. They're building a wall. But you have a spectrum of reconciliation oh, of well, characters. They have, they have chemistry. Do. They talk. They, they right. flirt with each other. He saves her. So twice. help me understand how you reconcile a grown adult woman being romantically attracted to a duck. I want that explained. She beat. He beats up a bunch of people who are going to be like rough with her. He gets her money out of the manager and gets him out of their lives. She. He's being a genuine person and being a smart duck. At the same time, and like they have a good repartee together. So for you, if an otter was just like, pr that, yeah. protected you and was like a little clever, that'd be enough for you? Yeah, I mean, like, what's, the, what's no, the difference right? between that in movies like Species or something like that? Like aliens. I or, thought in Species that that's the whole point of the movie is that she's pretending to be a woman and that they don't know. What's the one with Adrian Brody where he sleeps with the alien? I don't know. It's a weird one. I you, don't know. Like she looks like an alien. But aren't the aliens like humanoids? So they're kind of like humans? No, not that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Good. All right. Moving along. How are you going to deal with interspace relationships, man? It's going to happen. I understand interspace. What if your kid falls in love with an alien? Fair. Uh, hopefully it's not a duck. <laughs> uh, Ryan Lavender has a long question, but it's a good one. As this is a Marvel movie, if there's one Marvel character that you could add to the cast, who would it be? Deadpool. In a second. Really? Yeah. Because they, they bounce off each other. Oh, my God. It'd be so much fun. Because it's the ridiculousness. And, like, they both can be kind of violent and fun. And I think they, like, smoke cigars together and drink whiskey. <laughs> It'll be good. Another Ryan Lavender question. What's your favorite duck-related joke in the movie? That's a good question. I mean, I know Quack Fu is just classic. I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. By the way, do you know there's a Goonies quote in this movie? On our planet, we, we say ne- never. We, we never say die. We yeah, say yeah, kill. Yeah. We say kill. <laughs> That's not really a Goonies quote, but yeah. I like when he's, he's getting uh, trapped in the Cajun sushi place, and he goes, Jenning, they're seasoning me. <laughs> that's a funny one let me go i'll go through a couple book em, ducko book em, ducko is really good how about when the guy at the hot tub place is like is this the water expert i asked for and he's like i can't swim yeah. that's a, that's me is another great duck pun is that he's a duck and he's scared of flying and can't swim yeah yeah it's fun it's terrible uh born from a very hard-boiled egg <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one too uh what else he's a seeing eye duck where's the spca when you need him <laughs> It's good stuff, man. Yeah, if you say so. All right. This next one's from Alan Laws, uh, another Patreon. Do you love it in a B-movie way where it's so bad you can't help but having fun with it? I think I think that's kind of what your point Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. I love trash sometimes. Like You're a trash panda. Do you watch The Room ever? Mm-mm. That's the worst movie oh, of I know all time. what it's about. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you just embrace it. It doesn't have to be a win, man. This isn't, <laughs> there's no scoreboard. This movie's so bad. But do you get joy out of watching it? I don't. I did not enjoy watching it at all. Did you watch it like with that your actually, arms crossed? No, no, no. I was open to it. I mean, this leads this leads to my next question. Do you think an element of why you like this movie is because to you, time is infinite? Like, you don't feel like time is finite. Like, you do what you want to do every day. You wake up, you bartend, yeah. and then if you want to watch 10 straight episodes of Better Call Saul, you watch 10 episodes. Of, like, oh, are you caught up, by the way? No, not yet. Oh. I, need to <laughs> I really do. Mm. But my, my point to you, and I'm not saying this in a, this is not meant to be critical I'm a little bit jealous, to be honest with you. When I was younger, there was a time in my life where I woke up every day doing whatever I wanted to do with no regard for doing anything of value because I'm like, whatever, like time is infinite. Yeah. And you're kind of in that place where like you don't think about mortality, like you just kind of float through life. Do you think that that impacts why you like this movie? Whereas if you like valued your time more, (laughs) you think you'd be like, I'm not watching this garbage. Yeah, absolutely. But I think having the time to watch the things that aren't important are what are what's most important in life. Well, that's not true. What's most important in life is <laughs> to crush your enemies. You know, lamentation of the women. And the lamentation of the Frozen women. Frozen yogurt, snakes. <laughs> I'll never get tired of that. <laughs> the wind in your hair. I thought you were going to say like family or something like that. No, no, of course not. I would never say that. Nah. Just go for it. There you go. Just take an afternoon and watch Howard. I guarantee anyone out there, if you take an afternoon to watch Howard the Duck, you're going to be like, that was pointless, but I'm glad I did it. For whatever reason, in these interview style episodes, like last week and this week, yeah. we completely forget about our ads. So I'm going to throw it in right now okay. and then I'm going to come back <laughs> with my last two questions. So let's break real quick from a word from our sponsors.
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Doby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedoby.com. I'd like to buy a house in Marshington, D.C. Not Washington, D.C., Max. Marshington, D.C., which is a play on words from the worst movie ever made, Howard the Duck. But whether it's Southeast Michigan, Washington, Marshington, or even Cleveland, Doby will make sure that I get into my dream home. Buying a home or selling a home, Simon and his team at Doby Real Estate are ready to make sure that you find what you're looking for. $400 million in sales in 2021, 1,000 homes sold. You cannot go wrong with any of the agents that Simon has employed. Amazing marketing team, great legal team. They're going to navigate you through the home buying process. Max is going to have to move out of state when people realize that he loves Howard the Duck. But until then, nope. go to Doby Real Estate. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Ask for the Howard the Duck special. They'll don't, slap you don't, the they'll face. slap you, yeah. <laughs> Reach out to them. They're great to work with, and they'll get you the home that you're looking for. All right, Max, we're in the home stretch so far. Probably the only answers you've given that have been absolute head scratchers were the give me five movies worse because you threw some total <laughs> crap in there that's not true, whatever. Recast this movie for me. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, Howard the Duck, Robin Williams would be fantastic. Been no, great. no, no, I want Goldblum. Oh, Goldblum would be really good. I do want Goldblum. Uh, but he, he can't he, do snarky can't. In, in that way. It's Yeah, he can. Remember uh, the big chill? It's not, but it's almost like a... I don't know. No, I don't like Goldblum. But I like well, give me someone aside from Goldblum and aside from. Uh, uh, well, then fine. Throw in Goldblum as Filzy. Now that would work. That works. Yeah, that would work. Okay, and now I want to Leah Thompson. Ooh, give me Madonna. Who is that's who Leah Thompson modeled her look after. Her and Cindy Lauper. Her yeah. and Cindy Lauper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Madonna's a great actor. Which we didn't even talk about that. I do think it's kind of impressive that with no musical background whatsoever, that she made her way into learning how to play guitar she did. and she records her voice on these songs. Howard the duck. Almost all the songs. I think maybe all the songs were written by Thomas Dolby, uh, who is the synth pop. Musician. She blinded me with science. Yes, I'm so glad you knew that. I was like, I was like, okay, I could see that. I could hear that. And George of. Clinton did it yeah, too. And, which is absurd. Yeah. Like this like absolute legend of all stars. Yeah. Is involved in this movie <laughs> is beyond me. Um, all right. So recasting, you gave me Goldblum for Filzy. Yep. Filzy. What else? And wait, didn't I have Madonna for Leah Thompson? For Leah Thompson. And for, Howard, I'm going to go Bruce Willis. Okay. Fast like talking, kind of attitude. Well, plus, you know we can pull it off because of uh, Look Who's Talking. That's true, he, too. He's good yeah, voiceover. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I like and that. for Jenning, the Dark Overlord, I'm going to- I've got a really good one for Jenning. Uh, Stallone. Nick Cage. <laughs> no, that's really good. <laughs> Nick Cage that's, would be That's great. perfect, actually. Yeah. That movie I would have gone to see. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Cage makes everything better. He does. Cage also could have done the voice for Howard the Dark, too. Yeah. It would have been a little weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He would have loved it. Seth Green, I think, is fantastic as Howard the Duck. Seth Green's great in yeah. general. Do you know he's like five foot three? Yes, I do know that. Yeah. And he's also in You Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah. Can't Buy Me Love. That's the first time I'm saying all episode. That's wild. Uh, sequel or reboot? Reboot. Really? Uh, well, hold on. Sequel. So you got all Lee. of the actors are available. I don't know if I want what's his name. Jenny. Yeah, he got in some trouble. <laughs> he's, he's not a good guy. Yeah. Uh, Tim Robbins and Leah Thompson. That'd be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, let's, yeah. Do, let's do a reboot. Right? Yeah, that'd be good. So do you want to do a sequel or a reboot? Reboot. You should, okay, so who's in the reboot? It's all of them 30 years later. That's not what a reboot is, you shithead. Oh, oh a sequel. A sequel. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> so sequel or reboot? Sequel. The Duckening. The Duckening. <laughs> if, okay. 30 years later... They've had little duck children, and they're let's make it a serious movie. I, yeah, they have duck children. They're like, kill me, <laughs> kill me. No, we'll make it like a serious, like Oscar bait movie where it's like 1960s segregation marriages. <laughs> Their kids can't go to school. Thank you, Max. Thank you for that. That's great. We'll call it the color of quacking. <laughs> 
kill me. <laughs> Quato. Queen, start the reactor. <laughs> Little mutated half duck, half human. Just vomiting. Just can't, can't even walk. Like waddling around with like one human arm and one duck wing. Please kill me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that movie I'd pay to go see. Yeah. I'd pick a direction. Hey, they're making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Shut up. Yeah. It's called uh, Honey and Blood. And Shut it, up. And it's live. It's not uh, animated. It's live. Shut your mouth. I'm dead serious. It's so, a horror film? Like a really scary horror movie. With like Christopher Robin and Eeyore. Yeah. And yeah. I think they're eating people. Oh, Bartha. <laughs> I'll send you the trailer. It's freaky. So they're doing everything. There's a TikTok video I saw. And it's this guy who he does prank phone calls and he was doing it as the voice of Winnie the Pooh. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> look he, it up. he sounds just like him. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, okay. So then spin off of that question. Yep. If you did a reboot. So I know we just did recasting, but we were doing recasting from 80s characters. If you did a reboot today, who do you got? I would go, ooh, the voice, I would go Glenn Powell Jr. You wouldn't go Seth Green. See, I'd go Seth Green. I think they did a good job. Yeah, I want a, I want a little bit more cockiness. All right, all yeah, right. And sex appeal. All right. He's gotta be, <laughs> you love your sexy he's ducks. Got, he's got to be sexy. Uh, I would go Amelia Clark for Leia Thompson's role. R- really? Yeah. She's the mother a, of dragons? She has relationships with animals. <laughs> you're weird yeah what well, and she's sweet and fun and okay all smile. right all right maybe she can sing. Like, all right all right all right uh for the dark overlord i would go god who would gene hackman would be cool i think gene hackman out of retirement. he's 90 we're doing a reboot today why would you pick someone who's that old it's a scientist scientists can be old scientists can be young too yeah they can but um gene ooh, jim, jim carrey jim carrey yeah that's great he'll be good i'm the dark overlord somebody stop me all righty then and filzy god i don't know modern actors anymore it's i guess really, not it's really with gene hackman <laughs> you could be a modern actor and you're like amelia clark and gene hackman and for filzy i would go k juan qua <laughs> From the Goonies. Yeah. Great. No, from everything, everywhere, all the time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's that's good. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Movies. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm back to, I'm down to my last question. Hold on. I got to pick. I have a handful. Let me pick the right one. This one is a weird question. It's my one weird Sanders question. What do you think will be a better movie? This, Howard the Duck. Yep. Or Prey. <laughs> oh, so different. So Prey's actually getting good reviews. I don't care. I am, I am so unbelievably pessimistic of this movie that part of me doesn't even want to watch it. You're going to watch it. Max, I swear to God. We should have a pot on it. Let me let me give you, we should. I'll give you a great example. When you walked in today and you started talking about how everybody's just hot to trot for the Lions. Everybody's talking about the Lions yeah. and the new. And like, I, everybody asked me every day, are you excited about this? Because Adam Schefter said this, Peyton Manning said this. Yeah. It was on ESPN. And I'm just like, this is my living nightmare <laughs> because I love the lions and there's nothing i want more than for dan campbell to win by the way do you know the two biggest bets in vegas right now are the lions super bowl the no way. over on yeah. the lions yep and dan campbell coach of the year oh my god those are the two biggest like most bet things yeah for you, prop fade, bets you out fade there. the public so that's not a good can thing. you believe that no so then same thing when i hear people talking about praise the greatest predator film since the original i'm just like well first of all then you're really just going up against Predator 2. Crap. Well, no, I, Predator 2 is good. The one in 2017 should have been. You know good. what? I will agree with you. I think that it's really unfortunate they didn't run with that. I really did like that one. You even did? E- yeah, even the whole what's his face from the Matrix. Uh from the Matrix. Yeah, what's his name? Morpheus. 
Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lauren, even Lawrence that, Fishburne. That, that's Predators. Oh, that's, that's in, what I'm talking that's about. That's 2014. That's Robert Rodriguez. I'm sorry. Let me back The up. one I was talking about, the, the PTSD Thomas Jane oh, one. Nah, that was nah, not good, I'm saying. Nah, that, was, that one was written by Shane Black. And that so that's my heartbreak stems yeah. from that because I heard Shane Black. No, I'm talking about Predators. Predators. Yeah. That actually, for Adrian me, Brody. might have been better than Predator 2 for me. I really enjoyed Predators. And even, I thought that whole thing with Lawrence Fishburne was like a little bit off-putting, but yeah. I, whatever, it doesn't matter. But that movie was great yeah. compared to everything else. But to say that this is the next best one, that your order is going to be the original Predator and then this, whew, man, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm excited to find out. So my question is, you're, it's a speculative guess, but based on how you feel about Howard the Duck, what do you think is going to be a better movie between those two? Howard the Duck. Because <laughs> I might agree with yeah. you because I hate the Predator knockoff so much. We're going to do a pot on that one. It comes we out should, August We got to talk about Prey. Yeah. yeah we got to talk about cool. Prey. Uh, Max, that concludes my questions for you. Any closing statements on your feelings regarding Howard the Duck? Just life is sometimes hard and complicated and sometimes you just want to watch something that's just insane and just kind of like escapism and have fun there was a duck in a recliner smoking a cigar and he got transported to a different world via a laser space satellite it's not the story that i hate it's the execution of the story sometimes sometimes it's just fun to watch the threads all right, look, you did a better job than I thought. I have not changed my opinion at all. <laughs> I still think you're an absolute idiot, but I love that you love this movie. And with that, let's go to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Mo Alexander. I already have to tell you, he's one of my favorites because <laughs> his name is Mo. Yeah. Uh, another guy who just is constantly interacting with us on our Instagram page, giving us feedback on the show. Yeah, and he likes to go see movies as he posts about the Batman. And when he saw Nope, he goes, this is the next Jaws. I just read that when he wrote that to you, and, and I, I was already pretty psyched about going to see Nope, but yeah. I feel like that's a that's a real... I, did I tell you I had my kids watch Jaws for the first time? No way! So last night, uh, my two older kids, I yeah. didn't let Charlie watch it, but we went into the basement and I put it up on the big TV Yeah, and they were like, they're pretty into it. Like they, they didn't get like overly scared except for the one part where they're at towards the end of the movie, they're scuba diving to check out that one boat that disappeared and the yeah. guy pops out and his eyeball pops out of his head or he's like missing an eyeball. What about the extra blood squirt at the end? Ah, ah, no, nah, they're good. Really? It didn't bother nice. Me. I think my kids are a little desensitized. Cool. Hopefully that won't haunt them later in life. So anyways, uh, we asked Mo to give his thoughts and feedback on the ultimate film. <laughs> Howard the Duck. So let's see what he had to say. Don't disappoint me, Mo. Hey, this is Mo. I'm a long-time listener. Glad to be participating. Thanks for asking me to make some comments. Howard the Duck. Um, I remember when this came out, and there weren't too many comic book movies that go around. I do remember it was a comic based on a Marvel comic, but I never really read it. I was excited because it was supposed to be a big deal, because I think Spielberg was behind it. It was supposed to be a big blockbuster, but it, you know... It fell short of the mark, like really short, for me at least. I know some people look back with some nostalgia, you know, years later, and they have fuzzy feelings about it. But yeah, I've rewatched it a couple times, and I still can't get there, man. This movie was a turd. They did it all wrong. So that's just my take on it. All right, thanks for asking me to participate. Bye. Darn it. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. Darn it. I what, were you, you. what were you expecting? I don't know. What were you expecting? Yeah. So he flipped Spielberg and Lucas, but I do that all the time too. And yeah, I mean, how it's interesting, right? I'm probably a little bit harder on the movie than Mo and other people are, but I think overall what you'll find is you have people that either enjoy the fast food, sugary soda, whatever it is yeah. the, of this, or there's other people like me that just, it turns their stomach a little bit. Big Mac movies. Yeah. It's I, if I'm getting fast food, I'm going to like five guys, right? <laughs> like, that's a good burger. I, I don't I've never want, been. I don't want, oh really? Yeah. I don't, are you still meat free? 
No, I do it like 10% of the time. All right, if you, next time you get a burger, yeah. I highly recommend going to Five Guys. It's one of the better, for fast food burgers, I think it's the best out there. That and Steak Shack, right? Or Shake, Shake Shack. Shack. Shake yeah. Shack is the bomb. Yeah. I got to uh, go oh, Yeah, shout out to Katchke. You know our buddy. No. Yeah, he runs the Shake Shack across the street from us. That's awesome. He always asks me to come over there and get a burger, and I keep on telling him he's my like, drug pusher, and I'm going to have a heart attack <laughs> if I keep getting a burger. Uh, no, but I mean, both those places are good, but Five Guys is my jam. I'm okay. a big fan. Max, that, uh, thank you, by the way, Mo, for popping in and telling. Now Max has two Mo's. Two Mo's that make a no. <laughs> two Mo's don't make a right. Yeah, they do on this show, though. <laughs> Max, I had nothing else other than a reminder to follow us on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Subscribe, review, rate, stars, all that fun stuff. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower so you too can have your questions asked on the next show we do, asking Max why he has an otter fetish. That's going to be our next episode. <laughs> and Max, on that note, I will end first and let you have the honor of finishing things out since this is your horrific episode of Howard the Duck by saying no more Mr. Nice Duck. That's a good one. I thought you'd like that. I'm going to end the only way I can with a Howard the Duck guitar solo. <laughs> You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.